TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Hey, good morning to you. It's Wednesday, the 21st day of February. Happy that you could be with us this morning. And uh, guess what? We have uh, apparently seen some evidence this morning, I believe, Kim St. Ange, that the solution, the partial solution to the crime problem, at least in the Central West End, is to defend yourself. Yeah, Correct? this is an interesting story. Yes, I see this where somebody tried to break in by climbing a uh, a fire escape, tried to break into an apartment in the Central West End this morning. And what happened next? Yeah, so the alarm is triggered when they try to break in. They were able to get inside and the alarm woke up a resident who was staying on the third floor, confronted the suspect on the second floor, shot and killed him. Wow. Uh, and the castle doctrine is in effect. So we don't have a lot of other details beyond that right now, but uh, the, if the, this is what it's come down to. This is the reason why um, the National Instant Criminal Background Check System continues to break records as people see crime uh, spiral out of control and they, they're ready to protect their property. Uh, yeah. So we'll get more details on that story, I'm sure, uh, throughout the course of the day. Coming up, we're going to get you an update on what happened with the attempt to make sure if we're going to alter the Missouri Constitution, it has the support of at least half of the people in Missouri. Not 50.1% of the vote, but it it's representative of a majority of people in most congressional districts in the state as well to guarantee that you're only altering the Constitution if it's something everybody's behind and not just the population centers of St. Louis and uh, and Springfield and Kansas City. So we're going to get an update from Senator Andrew Koenig, who was on the floor as they debated this for, I don't know, 20 plus hours yesterday. They were still on the air when we came on uh, yesterday morning. Plus, we got Congressman Jason Smith in the eight o'clock hour. But first, let's get to the top stories this morning, Carl. The Mark Cox Shortlist. The charges that I have today are against two separate individuals. Both of these are adults. The first one, Lindell Mays. The second individual is Dominic Miller. Still no mug shots, uh, but we know they're like 18 and 22 years old. Uh, and a couple more people might face charges after the shooting in Kansas City. Trump is not that much younger than him. Biden is just a couple of years older than Donald Trump. Why, do, why so much attention on Biden's age? Trump isn't much younger. <laughs> the media enjoying the gaslighting there, trying to convince people that there's nothing to see here. He's not a doddering old fool. We don't know what you're talking about. Some people. 
people used to say I was running because I really wanted to be vice president. I think I've pretty well settled that question. Has she settled that question? Well, I settled it about three months ago. Yeah, Donald Trump having a little bit of fun uh, last night at the town hall meeting. And he's like, yeah, well, I don't know what she thinks, but uh, that is not happening. And I'm not advocating for that. I'm advocating to return to America of, say, 1993. How radical? Is that really radical? Uh, No, I don't think it's very radical. Apparently, to some people, uh, Glenn Beck uh, interviewing Tucker Carlson yesterday about what in the world has been going on uh, in that case. And uh, him going to Russia, right? Uh, right before this Navalny guy was m- murdered, apparently, over there. But D- Tucker had is never shy of defending himself. You don't have to put words in Tucker Carlson's mouth. He's he's very upfront with with what he thinks is going on. And he spent a lot of time yesterday with uh, 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 with uh, Glenn Beck explaining this. Go, go to cut one for us in its entirety, please. If I was advocating for a different form of government or for, for authoritarianism, um, for a strong man, I would just say so. I, I would have no shame in saying that because I really believe that it's within my rights to say what I think. If I, I've, I've been called a racist. If I was racist, I would just say it. I would just say it. But I'm not. And I'm not advocating for that. I'm advocating to return to America of, say, 1993. How radical? Is that really radical? No, I don't think it's very radical. Yeah, the problem is Joe Biden doesn't even remember 1993. I mean, honestly, at this point, he doesn't. You see he was basically tripping up the stairs going on to Air Force One yet again. I saw that. It was it's it's just watching him walk across the he looks like a robot walking across the grass. It's just well, you can tell he's really having to concentrate going mm -hmm. up the stairs. And even with that heightened level of concentration, he still almost tripped. Yeah, I I would agree with that. Um. You you know, uh, it's it's sad, though. That's what Tucker's talking about, having to defend himself from the attacks and his decision to go over and interview Vladimir Putin. Uh, the other point he was making was the allegations that he is somehow pro-Putin. Uh, here it is. He was very effective if his no. goal was to win a Western audience to his perspective. It didn't make me pro- more pro-Putin. No. Not that I was. Um, and by the way, I should just say at the outset, I've been accused of being pro-Putin, and I'm not. But if I was, that's okay, too. Right. I'm an adult man and an American citizen. I can like or dislike anyone I want. I can have any opinion I want. I'm not ashamed of it. And the idea that, like, a small number of people in D.C. get to decide what I believe I know. is not something I accept. So, you know? so I reserve the right to like anybody. Right. Period. Yeah, uh, so – the one of the most interesting comments I thought, and I think the thing that attracts people and attracted people to Tucker Carlson um, originally, and and made him one of the most popular hosts of network television, right, is his ability to articulate the problems we're facing in this country, and it's it's going to be key to in this election season to getting this message across to voters everywhere. And I think once again last night, he proved why he's so good at that. Listen to this. The people around our country are destroying it, and they're doing it on purpose. And there's no doubt about that in my mind, and I've withheld judgment for a number of years now, but with what they've done at the border, completely changing the population of the country, letting in millions and millions of people who have no connection to the United States, can't possibly help our economy, can't possibly unify 
our very fractured civic culture um, and whose loyalty to a knowledge of the United States is completely in question. In fact, their identities are in question. We don't know who they are. And they're coming through a country in the middle of a drug war. The whole thing is not, by the way, bad management. Or they're not doing their job. No. no, they're destroying the United States on purpose. Yes. Well, I think it's to win votes. I think it's to get people who are going to support them, support their their woke policies. And, and his, his, his conclusion there was the people leading this country, and he's talking about obviously the Biden administration, but also Republicans that would go along with or kowtow to the Biden administration on Ukraine, was that he doesn't trust them for this reason because of, of what they're doing to the country, destroying it. He's, he doesn't see how in the world he could then also trust their judgment that that we should be 110 percent in on Ukraine. That was the ultimately the point uh, that that Tucker was making there, that you can you can have questions about that policy without being anti Ukraine or pro Putin. Uh, and again, I, I would agree with him on that particular point completely. Coming up, we'll get to a Genevieve Wood. Uh, the Daily Signal has been talking about a STEM equity program that is really just a quota system. And it's being used right here in the state of Missouri. We'll get to Genevieve on that. Senator Andrew Koenig on what happened with IP reform at the bottom of the hour. Stay tuned. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hey, welcome back. I got another text this morning from a friend asking me, people are so confused about this caucus in Missouri. And some people are upset that it's a caucus. Uh, if you if you want to vote, if you want to participate in this, go to Missouri.gop and you can there's a link there where you can locate where your caucus will be. It's going to be March 2nd. So it's coming up uh, next weekend, not this coming weekend, following week. It's coming up the, on March 2nd where you will go meet at a location in your county, uh, check in. And then uh, then people will stand up and show their support for one candidate over another. I mean, honestly, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I think they will vote to start funding 
presidential preference primaries again in Missouri. They defunded it, which is why we're not doing it right now. I think they'll do that again. I think it's just a matter of time. Um, but but in the meantime, th- this is what we're doing this year. And I don't know that the outcome would be any different anyway, would it? I mean, I I don't feel that it would. As confusing as it might be, if you've never been to one of these caucuses, it's almost like what they described in Iowa, Kim, because you covered those out there. Yeah. You go into a large room and they'll say, like when I went through it once before, they'll say, you know, um, DeSantis supporters over here, Mm -hmm. Nikki Haley supporters over here, Trump supporters over here. And then the group that's the biggest wins. Well, and in Iowa, at least you had to hit a certain threshold for that candidate to, to count. Yes. So I've described it like horse trading, where if let's just use the example of DeSantis, if you have not enough people in the DeSantis camp on that side of the room, you have to convince people to come over to your side yes. or it's a moot point. And in this case, it's not going to be a contest, right? I, that, I mean, I imagine there might be some people there caucusing uh, for Nikki Haley I, I assume. I mean, I, it's not like there's a ballot that you can go look at to see. It's a it's a true caucus situation. It's not like there are 15 names on the ballot and they were printed up in advance. There could be people there caucusing for um, uh, Mike Pence. I mean, I, I just don't know. There could be people there with that opinion. Uh, at the end of the day, the outcome is not going to be any different, is my point here. Would would we prefer? I mean, those are those are low voter turnout situations anyway. That they held a presidential primary in the state of Missouri, maybe, in a year when there are five or six or seven candidates still running by the time Missouri came around. It's, it's very unusual. I mean, if if as I suspect, Nikki Haley is done after Super Tuesday, it might be one of the longer general elections we've had in a long time. It's like having two incumbents running against each other from from March until November. And normally that race doesn't heat up until August. Think about that. Now, is it going to be good for media outlets who are going to be soaking in all of the money that's going to be spent on this on this race? You know the ads are going to be rolling in, and they're going to have to start sooner, which is why the RNC needs to get its crap together. Um. By the way, in case you're wondering, I'm talking about caucuses right now because we were trying to get a hold of our our friend uh, Genevieve Wood, and we're having a little trouble reaching her this morning. Um, so um, I apologize for that. We, we I wanted to talk to her about this this uh, Navy Equity program that uh, the Daily Caller uh, the, the, yeah was was reporting on eventually uh, initially uh, reporting on that seven hundred fifty thousand dollars had been spent to increase the equity in the number of students serving in the Navy's STEM fields. The problem was it wasn't just for that. It was dedicated, like a a big portion of the budget couldn't go to people who weren't uh, in this allocated class, this minority class. Uh, Half, like 75% of the scholarships had to go to that, which meant um, you had a lot of people who just didn't have a chance based on the color of their skin, if I read this correctly. And, uh, the, and the Daily Signal had reported on this story. Uh, so you can go there and read read a little more about it if you're interested. Uh, but back to the caucuses. It is happening the second. I don't know what turnout's going to be. 
In St. Louis County, for example, I think I mentioned this yesterday, uh, it's going to be for, for CD1, it's going to be um, in the University of Missouri-St. Louis on their campus. For CD2, it's going to be Parkway West High School. If you're in St. Louis City, it's going to be at the St. James Center. And you can find out wherever you happen to be, uh, you can go in and, and find out uh, the details on that. Uh, like Lincoln County, it's going to be at the Troy Ninth Grade Center. All of these are listed on the Missouri.gop website, so there won't be any confusion. You can look for your – it's by county. Look for your specific county, and then you can – Franklin County, the Franklin County Baptist Association is going to host the caucus. Yeah, Francis Howell Central High School for St. Charles County. Yeah, Uh, so go there, look for it, and go participate and let your voice be heard because that's how you're going to have to do it this year. If you've got a strong opinion about something, that's the place to voice it. Coming up, we will talk to Missouri Senator Andrew Koenig about IP reform and where it stands as of this morning. We'll be right back. You are drunk on power. You are drunk on power, and it is time for you and the party to reconsider what it is you do, why you do what you do, who you are as a party, and who should actually be in charge of it. Yeah, that was one of the uh, Democrat senators during the filibuster yesterday morning. We were carrying it live during the show here as uh, they kept on and on and on trying to kill uh, uh, this uh, ability to change, to protect the Constitution, I should say, with initiative petition reform. What happened was several several things got dropped from the bill before it finally got a vote yesterday, and we've got... Uh, Senator Andrew Koenig on the phone with us this morning to talk a little bit more about what what we saw yesterday there. Uh, Senator, welcome to the show. How are you? Good. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So what what do we have here? I mean, I know Mary Elizabeth Coleman dropped dropped one of the what did some people call it ballot candy or something issues off there. But the thing about illegals not being able to vote I'm amazed how the media treats this. Well, it's already illegal, they'll say. Well, no, in California and New York, they voted to let illegals vote in municipal elections. This would have banned that, correct? Yeah, so what you've seen is um, states in New York and California, what they've done, it's illegal to vote in a federal election, but um, there's no federal prohibition for voting in local elections. Um, We were working on initiative petition reform try to save our constitution right now you can change change our constitution with a simple majority and this is wrong the pro-abortionist are are in the leftist they constantly want to go into our constitution because they can't do things through the legislature they mislead voters and they put stuff in our constitution like medicaid expansion um last cycle they want to do ranked choice voting they failed to do so um this year they want to create a right to an abortion in the constitution um, this is wrong. We have to stop it. We have to save our Constitution and raise that threshold. Um, other, almost every other state that has tried to do this has failed, with the exception of Florida in 2006. They successfully raised their threshold um, from a simple majority up to 60 percent. What we want to do is we want to do a concurrent majority, kind of follow the federal model. The federal model, has, to, um, in order to change the Constitution, has to be ratified by three-fourths of the states. What we want to do is a majority of either House districts or congressional districts, along with a simple majority statewide. And so this is the most important fight that we can take on this year. 
And what we want to do is we want to put something before the voters that are super popular, like citizen voting, no foreign um, governments into our um, interference, into our IP um, process. Um, and there's other things that we could put that, put in there as well. Um, what ended up happening is um, some of the more moderate rhinos of our caucus um, didn't want to stay up. They didn't want to do the fight. They didn't want to stay there for 40 hours to get it done. They wanted to compromise with the Democrats, and um, the compromise was to strip everything off of it and then pass it and send it to the House. This All this does is just put off the fight. We essentially got nothing done, and we're going to be reliant on the House to, to fix it for us. Yeah, you know, is the House version different? I mean, when it comes to concurrent majority, I know there was a there was a debate of, of whether it should be House districts or congressional districts here. And really, Andrew, maybe you can explain that to people better than I did. But isn't this just a way to make sure that you don't just have the population centers of St. Louis and Kansas City dominating the vote? This is to guarantee that truly 50.1 percent of the people uh, 50 plus one in at least five of of the congressional districts all agree that we should do something before we change the Constitution. Yeah, that's right. We want we want a geographical buy in, um, you know, for stat. You know, we want to push if they're going to do initiative petitions, we want to push those towards statutes. We don't want to put everything in the Constitution. And that's what's been going on. We've changed our Constitution over 100 times since 1945. And, and that's not good for Missouri. Senator, this is Kim. You know, you have the media, of course, working against you. You look at any of the headlines from what played out yesterday. And, and for example, Yahoo, Missouri Senate advances GOP plan to weaken direct democracy, claiming that you're trying to weaken the power of the urban residents' votes. And, and to your point, I mean, that's not what you're doing at all. You're just trying to make sure it's equal, to make sure that people in the more rural areas have an equal vote, just as the people in St. Louis or Kansas City would. Yeah, I mean, it's totally insane that our Constitution can be changed with a simple majority. For a statute, that might make sense. For a law that can easily be, that can be changed, modified, I mean, that's what the legislature is there for. If, um, if the legislature is not doing the will of the people, if they want to put a statute, um, bef- you know, before the people and, and um, d- directly, that's, that's fine. But to change our Constitution like we have been, polluting it with, um, you know, the left-wing wish list um, with, you know, millions and millions of dollars outside of Missouri coming in and and trying to um, uh, taint the process um, is is wrong. And, we, you know, we, we as Republicans, we have to stop this. So where does it where does it go now? It passed on a voice vote. You still have to have a four vote now? Yeah. So we'll, uh, that was called perfection. That's when we shut off amendments um, tomorrow. We will have a uh, floor vote on it, which it should be a party line vote on that, and uh, probably won't be much debate on it. And then it will go over to the House, and I'm going to be working my House colleagues and tell them that they have to fix this and send it back to the Senate um, so that way we can pass a good, uh, you know, a good um, change for, you know, a good change that the people of Missouri will vote for with some good stuff in it. And when you say fix it, that means the House could add back in some of these issues like making sure illegals can't vote and things like that. And it could come back to the Senate where you could once again vote on it with a party line vote. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, Well, unfortunately, we'll be back in the filibuster position 
but we have to get this right. We're only, we're only going to have one shot at this. Yes. And so, um, you know, we have to have the stuff that people, the people of Missouri want. Um, you know, we don't, you know, issues that are going to be resonate with Missouri voters, like citizen voting, no foreign interference into our election process. There's other stuff we could put in there as well. Um, you know, so, you know, something about the borders um, and illegal immigration. Um, but we have to have some stuff in there that is going to be um, inherently popular with voters because the left is going to come after this. They're going to spend millions of dollars attacking it. Yes. So it has to be something that's going to be durable when the left attacks it because we are not going to have the money to defend it. It has to be something that's going to be inherently popular. That is a, that is a great point. Well, uh, I say keep up the good fight. Senator Andrew Koenig from District 15, thank you for your time. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I, I didn't mention there when I introduced him, he's also running for uh, for Missouri treasurer, uh, one of three people who've announced for that statewide because he's going to term out this year. Uh, but I mean, he he's the reason we had the, we had the abortion trigger law in the state of Missouri. He's one of the drivers of that. So there you have it. It's going to go to a vote tomorrow in the Senate. It goes to the House. Hopefully, they can agree on something and get this vital piece of legislation moving forward. Hey, you know, uh, our friend Genevieve Wood was having some cell problems earlier. Uh, we're going to try to uh, get her back on the phone coming up and talk more about this uh, this Navy STEM equity program here in Missouri. Back after this. The stars at night are big and bright. Deep in the heart of Texas. Our friend Genevieve Wood joining us right now. And you know, Genevieve, it's okay. All of us oversleep every once in a while. <laughs> I think I was hacked. I don't know. My cell phone, <laughs> the cell bars on my phone just evaporated. And I, anyway, glad to be on with you, Mark. Can, uh, can I tell you the strangest thing? I, I, I went to Memphis, Tennessee last weekend. And three of us drove down there together. And from the time we got within about five miles of Memphis till we got to our hotel for almost an hour, none of our cell phones worked. It was the strangest thing. I've never experienced that before. And if it hadn't happened to all three of us, I would have thought it was just my phone. But there's some strange stuff going on out there these days. So, Yeah, clearly so. Clearly so. But I'm yeah. glad to be with you. So. Well, it's, thank you. It's good to have you on here. Uh, you know, I was on the Daily Signal yesterday looking around on there, and, and I see that uh, the U.S. Navy is spending $750,000, and part of this money is being spent right here in Missouri at the University of Missouri in Kansas City. But it's, yeah. it sounds an awful lot like a, a quota system, doesn't it? Well, yeah, I mean, basically what they originally they came out and said, this is an opportunity for us to try to get more students to want to go into STEM, which people I think know it's students going into science, technology, math, those types of fields, yeah. because there's a shortage of those students. Right. The Navy needs those kind of folks. So the original idea was like, we're going to put this big seven hundred fifty thousand dollars out there to recruit those kind of students. But, you know, as things go, what happens is you have universities start getting involved and they said, well, but could we use some of that to attract a certain kind of student? And all of a sudden, the next thing you know, the, the paid scholarships on campus for STEM students are all first going to be offered to, quote, unquote, unrepresented un, un minority students. So we're going to re recruit all these people for you, but we're going to sweeten the pie for a certain group of those people. And look, if this is a private company that wanted to do that, that's one thing. But these are our tax dollars yes. doing that. 
Yeah. Right. So it's like your child could be somebody who wants to get into that field, who would love an internship with the Navy, who maybe goes to uh, this school that's, that's attached to Missouri. Uh, but if they're not a certain color and a certain race and a certain this and certain that, they're already down at the bottom of the pile in terms of who's going to get first choice for internships. And they may not be the ones getting scholarships. Some of this money's for research, but some of the money was being said, we're going to give scholarships to underrepresented certain minority students. And it's unclear exactly how much of the money is going to that part of the program. But nonetheless, it, it took what was a, just a general, let's recruit more students for the Navy for STEM, and we take that and let's turn it to, we need to get more, more, more we need to meet our minority quotas. I, I feel like we knew this was coming down the pipeline because when yeah. the Supreme Court ruled last year right against affirmative action, people freaked out, and they're, they're going to find little ways to make sure that they can do exactly what they wanted to do the whole time, like this. Exactly. I mean, this is something they said, we're going we're gonna to offer this to, I think there's like 3,000 sophomore level students. So that's who they were trying to target. So you've got 3,000 folks. But guess what? There's only 75 scholarships and there's only 50 some odd paid internships. So that's not a lot of 3,000 population you're offering and trying to promote this to. But you're right. Schools are trying to find ways to get around it. And the reality is it ought to be, look, you should, you should offer it to everyone. Right. Every color, every creed, every race, every gender ought to be offered the opportunity to study this if they're going to this school. But you want the best students who actually really want to pursue this to to go into that field. I mean, we need the very best operating such systems in the Navy. Right. We don't just need somebody sitting in a seat. We're all beginning to feel this way when we get on an airline these days. Yeah. Is a pilot up there because they're the right pilot or because they're the right color. And that's not to knock anybody who happens to be a color, you know, a person of color and is a pilot. But when you start getting people special privileges like that, it makes people wonder. And it it does put some people in a position they don't deserve to be in and they aren't prepared to be in. So this goes both ways. You know, it hurts. It hurts people who are on the other side of the service, but it can also hurt the person who's put in that position and isn't prepared for it. They're there because they were a certain color or because they were a woman or because they were this or they were that. That's not fair to them either. Yeah, well, I mean, if it, I was looking at the math here, these scholarships would have amounted to about $67,000 a person who, who were granted these. So, I mean, that's a significant golden ring for somebody to reach for. And if you're denied it, not based on your qualifications, but your skin color— that that's that everybody should be concerned about that. I I, I just don't get well, it. Well, and if it's so, if it's so good, why do they kind of hide it? Because yeah. the, the truth is, Mark, the, yeah. the math is kind of the math is kind of funny. Some of that like, you couldn't tell. Is it just per credit hours? Is it a full scholarship? Uh-huh. We would know if they had not gone back and redacted that part of the proposal and the contract. It's, it's but they good. went in and they took that out, so you can't see it anymore. So that that to me is very fishy. Genevieve, thanks so much for uh, giving us some of your time this morning. Glad your phone is working. Thank you, guys. You bet. We'll talk to you next week. Appreciate it. Yep. A senior advisor there for uh, Heritage, our friend Genevieve Wood. Glad we were able to get her on. Coming up, Congressman Jason Smith is going to join us to talk more about the impeachment and uh, what's going on up in D.C. with the border. And also, Charles Payne is in here at about 835. We'll be back in just a minute. Get more at 971talk.com. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yeah. 
and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 